big finish for the love of stories. isn't the sort of story I'd tell to just anyone, especially since it happens to be inconveniently true. But I won't mind if you think I'm mad. I do, after all, sometimes wonder myself. <laughs> Timing, as you'll see, is an issue, but I believe it was the week before last after some splendid news about my latest radio adaptation, that I returned home to find an intruder. At first glance, this brazen interloper appeared no more than some clumsy vagabond, a man who piled on careless trait upon another and thought that enough to make himself worthy of interest. <laughs> now, that paper-thin disguise vanished after a paltry blink. It became impossible not to see his smile was alive with fierce energy, exquisite and strange. His eyes brimmed enormously with wild amusement and his voice could have told me fine tales of giants and elves and demon corpses and I would have heartily credited them. I wondered where his home was, for I couldn't imagine him settled in a single place. He belonged in another kind of world. And by being in his presence, I felt that I too had stepped into this world, familiar though my surroundings were. Invulnerable, I recall thinking. Invincible. I should be afraid, but I am not. Oh, oh hello. I, I'm the doctor. Would you like a cup of tea? I, I've just put the kettle on. Would I? What? Who on earth are you, sir? And what are you doing at my house? Oh. I'm just a wandering admirer. Then I suggest you wander elsewhere before I call the police. What? What the devil is a police box doing in my study? Are you sure you wouldn't like some tea? I'm the doctor. It's Earl Grey. Very calming on the nerves. I take it you are responsible for this. I'm quite certain that the theft of police boxes is a crime. Oh, but I didn't steal it. Well, not from the police, anyway. I do like to see where a genius works. Oh, sketches, eh? <laughs> Wonderful. 
As I was saying to Sophonisba only the other day, I said, the fine art of sketching doesn't get nearly the respect it's due. You, you must have disassembled it and reassembled it to get it in here. Please do not touch my papers. Ah, I, I, I'm so sorry. I, I just wanted a quick peek. Are you trying to be funny, sir? Oh, not at all, no. I'm a big admirer, you know. I, I've read all your books, front to back and back to front, twice. Well, that's very kind of you, but... And I do love the songs. You know, I know some people skip over them, but I prefer to sing them. The songs? Yes, Tom Bombadil's are the lights, of course, but uh, wizards are my favourite. Oh, I do like a good wizard. Wizards? Who, who exactly do you think I am? Well, John Ronald Rule Tolkien, of course. Delighted to meet you at last. I am not Tolkien. Uh, are you sure? Perfectly. But uh, we... Didn't we have a few ginger ales at the Eagle and Child? 1938, I think it was. I, of course, I look much older then. No, we most certainly did not. If you wish to speak with Mr. Tolkien, I suggest you make your way to Charing Cross and purchase a one-way ticket to Oxford. Ah, uh, well, if... If you don't mind me asking, who are you? I most certainly do mind. Ah, now, um, please, don't watch. Oh, I'd recognize that face anywhere. Mervyn Peake! Oh, I'm a big admirer, you know. I've read all your books back to front. And front to back? Yes. How, how did you know? I'd be most grateful if you would leave now. Oh, Oh, of course, of course. I, I do feel terrible, you know. Would you possibly be so kind as to accept an apology? I accept. Now get out. I meant a proper apology. You have such a vivid imagination, you know. I'd very much like your opinion on something. On what? Um, well, why don't you take a look inside my police box? Extraordinary, Doctor. Quite extraordinary. Isn't it? <laughs> if I didn't feel so clear-headed, I might think I'd gone mad. In this place, it, it looks like a cave once inhabited by a wizard. Some wild, lonely creature looking for secrets to hoard. Oh. It's a laboratory. Or, or it was. I am almost afraid to ask where we are. Well, interesting. There's still power. I'm afraid I wasn't paying too much attention with the coordinates. I'm very fond of surprises. What do these machines do? Why build them underground? Why abandon such marvels to rust and ruin? Excellent questions. <laughs> Perhaps I can find something in the data banks. This is the door, I take it? Yes, yes. Sealed, I'm afraid. This feels very much like a protective bunker. Ah-ha! Oh. Uh, is this some sort of a crown? It is, yes. Rather decorative, isn't it? And connected to these systems. Uh, perhaps you'd better be... Ooh, careful! Oh. 
Oh, uh, nothing serious, just a, a little static electricity, I think. Oh, oh, oh what a peculiar feeling. <laughs> I put the crown down about you. Oh. There seems to be a power set. Uh, yes. Uh, oh. And there's been a minor kerfuffle between Her Majesty's Honoured Baker's Guild and Her Majesty's most reputable butcher's consortium. Uh, what sort of kerfuffle? A boundary issue, Lady Valspierre. The Bakers claim butcher shops are on Baker's Guild land. Are they? Not exactly. Well, spit it out. According to our measurement, the street has shrunk, milady, by two and three quarter inches. Oh, has it indeed? Measure it again. Oh dear. Shall I put the explosive incident down for today's Lord's Council agenda, milady? I suppose you'd better, though I do believe that explosion was the Lord's Council chambers. Where shall I have the meeting moved to? Flint Hall. It's smaller, but I imagine we'll have a few less Lords present. Hands not as steady as it used to be. Still, not bad. I might actually have this finished before evening. I think I finally got Lord Ashenbrook's nose right. You're meant to be working on captions. Mm, just a few doodles, Merdin. Oh, we have to deliver this strip to the City Gazette's offices first thing tomorrow morning, so if you wouldn't mind concentrating... Exactly. How about some tea? It always helps me focus. And I noticed you picked up a few of Mrs. Magellan's delicious scones this afternoon. I prefer coffee. Not on our salary. When you promised me an exciting adventure in space and time... Yes? I didn't expect having to take up lodgings with you in a dilapidated house working for some crank of a newspaper editor because... Well, because of whatever happened in that explosion. The universe can be full of surprises. <laughs> We're not dead, are we? Oh, Mervyn, you must stop asking that. You do worry a great deal. But, Doctor, it's been three weeks. I have a family. Mm, well, I have a time machine. Which you've lost. I rather think we're the lost ones. She'll be sitting there in that lab, patiently waiting for us to find our way back. But until then, we have to make ends meet, both of us. Yes. It doesn't seem like we'll be getting unlost anytime soon. I'll get you home, Mervyn. I've no intention of getting a reputation for kidnapping my favorite writer and abandoning him on some other planet. Not again. You're certain this can't be England? The tea is awfully good. My dear Mervyn, I, I've had tea on a hundred worlds, at least. And that is not tea. It just tastes like tea. And looks like tea. It's called tea, for pity's sake. Mm, it's not tea. Mm. Now, would you like a cup? Or not?
Lady Valspear, a moment, please. Lord Greyston, it's late. Very late. How may I be of assistance? I heard about what happened to the Lord's Council Chambers. Mm, did you indeed? I must protest at the Council session being moved to Flint Hall. Oh? The Lord's Council has met in the Lord's Council Chambers for eight generations. We can't possibly change that now. <laughs> the Lord's Council House is currently a pile of rubble. I'm afraid we can't rebuild it before tomorrow morning. It doesn't matter. Lord Greyston, I'm not sure what you're trying to say. The building is still there. It has merely been rearranged. You want to have the meeting on the rubble? I do indeed, my lady. It's only appropriate. My lord, I'm going home now. If we must discuss this further, we can do so tomorrow in Flint Hall. As you say, my lady, farewell, and God bless her missing majesty. Yes, yes. Doctor, it's happening again. Quickly. Mervyn, oh, what did you draw? Nothing exciting, just a vase. Oh, with some very pretty flower. Begonia. Oh, my favorite. It's quite solid. Let me see. Oh. Yes. I'd say that was a real vase, all right. Now, Mervyn, how did you do that? No different to last time. And no different to any time I've been drawing. It, there's no rhyme or reason why it happens. New pencil? Paper? No. Hmm. You weren't sitting in my chair now, were you? Well, why would I be? Well, well, it is very comfy. A teacup, a candle, and now a vase. The begonias are worrying, though. Why? Because, Mervyn, they're, they're real. To that end, complaints regarding the new meeting place of the Lord's Council will be considered sedition. I wish you all a good afternoon, and bless her missing majesty. Go away! I'm not here! Milady, it's only me. Get inside, quickly! And make a note. I want guards at every meeting from now on, well-armed and not afraid of inflicting a little blood, if it means I can get some personal space. Yes, milady. So, what did you want? Well, this afternoon's paper, milady. It's a little, oh, well... Oh, let me see. Mm. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, very good. Rather an amusing likeness, too. Uh, hmm. Milady, it's disrespectful. Is it? It's mocking the office of the High Lord Steward of the City. I rather think it's mocking me. Well, isn't that... Well, it's the same thing, isn't it, milady? You know, there is something odd about this. Hmm, I... The old cartoonist was never so impertinent. He was insipid, empty and dull. This has some style to it. Uh, Clark, I want to see every newspaper this Mervyn Peake has ever contributed to. Lovely morning, Mervyn, so where do we go today? <laughs> uh, one place crumbles the same as another. 
Yes, far too much of this city is made for brooding. Uh, let me see your map. You're certain this is the circumference of this land? Nothing has been missed? Mervyn, I'm beginning to think you don't trust my sense of direction. My mind simply struggles with the notion that we are a city in the middle of some vast nothingness. Not so much nothingness as completeness. We walk off one end of the map and arrive at the opposite side. I don't know whether that's more fascinating or frustrating. It's useful. The way back has to be in here somewhere. Forgive the rush, my dear fellows. I hope to catch you at home, but the cobbles will have to do. We can go back inside if that helps. Unnecessary. I merely wish to deliver an invitation. It's to a small gathering at my abode this very evening. Very kind of you, Arthur. Not at all, Doctor. You're the most curious chaps, of course, but you do liven up the conversation marvellously. I'm sure you won't mind a few stairs. Oh, no, no, I'm still quite surprised. I prefer stories to stairs, though. That's <laughs> just oh, a joke, Arthur. <laughs> Best take the route round by Susan's Hill. I'm afraid the rubble from the Lord's Council Chambers is blocking the road. Rubble? What happened? It was destroyed yesterday evening. An explosion, I'm told. Made for a very inconvenient meeting this morning. But why did it explode? I can't possibly imagine, but there it is. We're stuck in Flint Hall now. It's a disgrace. Such a commonplace for such an illustrious body. My God, man, can't you possibly... We'd be delighted to accept your invitation, Arthur. Very kind of you to think of us. Excellent. I'll see you tonight. Doctor, I... Yes, Mervyn, I know, but at least we know where we're going today. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I like this fellow. I like him a lot. He's, he's so creative. Oh, it must have been a great deal of work. Uh, God! Yes, my lady. Speak to my clerk. Find out where this Mervyn Peak fellow is and have him brought here. Oh, 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 politely. With a letter, perhaps. I do like letters. Yes, my lady. Chin up, Mervyn. It could be worse. It could also be a great deal better. Well, as I always say, if you're going to get stuck in a city, it's best to get stuck in one with an oxygen-nitrogen atmosphere, preferably not too stingy on the oxygen. Very cheering, Doctor. Of course. If you're a methane-breathing life form, that's a whole different kettle of fish. Or, if you're a fish, you'll probably need more than one kettle of water. Doctor. Every few days, some part of the city is destroyed, and they barely notice. I, I just want to grab one of these people and shake them until they admit they care. Oh, that's not a cure for apathy. Then what is it? I hate this place, Doctor. Of course you do. It's so... Sullen. Any happiness is brittle and cracked. Old paint peeling off ancient walls. <laughs> Well, now I feel much better. Do you, Mervyn? Of course. Nothing like dwelling in misery to cheer oneself up. Excuse me. 
Are you Mr. Mervyn Peake? Uh, no, I, I'm the doctor. This is Mr. Peake. I have a letter for you. Well, a summons. Actually, it's more of an order. It seems the Lord High Steward wants to see me. Ah, that sounds very impressive. She's that woman you couldn't find when you went wandering around the steward's keep trying to get arrested. Oh, yes, the one in charge. Aren't you going to come with me? Mervyn, Mervyn, you're the one she wants to speak to. If I go, well... Yes? She's bound to be a little upset, in my experience. The happier someone is in power, the more they're willing to talk. If they get angry, they rant, and that's very painful in my ears. I suppose you have a point. I do try, Mervyn. Now, good luck. You're doing wonderfully, I'm sure. Uh, very well. Show me the way, then. Yes, uh, uh, this way, Mr. Peake. Um, hello? Oh, what a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Peake. I'm a great admirer, you know. Ah, are you really? I've spent the whole morning admiring your fine cartoons. Excellent work, very amusing. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> to business. I am Lady Honor Valspier, Lord High Steward of the city, and in the absence of Her Majesty, de facto ruler of said city. Yes, yes, I know. Splendid. Do you know who you are? I, I hope so. <laughs> I like that answer. I like it very much. Simple and brief. Oh, uh, thank you. You live on the edges of life in the city, a tattered little corner in an ailing residence. Does that bother you? No, not really. Do you know where you are from, Mr. Peake? England. <laughs> what an odd thing to say. What a terribly interesting, terribly odd thing to say. Uh, um, do you mind if I ask a question, madam? Please do. Where are we? The steward's keep, official residence of the Lord High Steward. It's old and drafty. I hate it. What do you think of it? It's very grand. Mm, I hate that too. It's shackled with age, but your cartoons, Mr. Peake, they are something quite different. They shine with wit. Oh, uh, that's, that's very kind, but uh, I didn't mean this house. I meant the city. Where is it? What nation? You are full of strange surprises. This is the city. What more could I say? Rather more than that, I'd hoped. I have work to do, Mr. Peake. My guards will show you out. I very much look forward to seeing where you go next. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> so do I. Excuse me, officer. Have you got the time? Of course, sir. If you'll just look up and to your left, you'll be able to see the clock on White Table Tower. Oh, thank you. Very kind. 
I don't suppose you've noticed anything untoward round here, have you? Untoward, sir? Mm, you're out of place, unusual, suspicious, mm, something that piques your interests in a professional sense. No, I can't say that I have. What about that big pile of rubble over there? What about it, sir? Doesn't it bother you? Well, it is a bit of a nuisance. Rather unsightly, too. I see. Tell me, do you know how many people were inside when the building exploded? Have the foggiest, sir. Have you or your colleagues had time to find out how it was destroyed? I shouldn't think so. Perhaps you'd care to look now. I can't leave my post, sir. Someone might need directions or to ask for the time. Of course, yes. So I won't mention the remains of a dozen or so barrels filled with gunpowder, which I found while I was scrabbling about in the ruins. I'd be very much obliged if you didn't. Of course. I, uh, don't look now, officer. I won't. I said don't look now. We're being watched. Very good, sir. So... If you'll excuse me, sir, I have to employ the fine art of stealth. Your excuse, sir. This way. That's uh, an interesting accent you have there. Please don't attempt to distract me from my duties. The Lord I Stuart doesn't take kindly to orders not being followed. Uh, I'm quite sure she doesn't. I was uh, just wondering about the accent. Uh, where's it from? I'm not sure what you mean, sir. I'm not sure I've heard another like it in the city, so uh, presumably if you're from somewhere else, I was just wondering where exactly that was. I'm afraid you're mistaken. I've lived my whole life here. Ah, of course you have. I do hope I'm not disturbing you. How did you? Oh, well, I, I'm very good at sneaking up on people. <laughs> Would you like some cake? There's a very good tea shop just around the corner. Who are you? I'm the doctor. Who are you? Mortimer Seepgood. Ah, and more importantly, you're someone who seems interested in what happened to the council chambers. I suppose I am. It's not the first building to be destroyed. Won't be the last. And you'd like to stop it? Well, it's not right, is it? Things getting blown up, people dying. No, no, it's not right at all. So let me introduce you to Mrs. Magellan's lemon drizzle cake. Mm. Good, isn't it? Oh, delicious. Mmm. <laughs> Where do you think the lemons are from? Sorry? Mm, well, I've not seen any lemon trees in the city, and yet Mrs. McGillan has fresh lemon drizzle cake every day. Lemon cake, but no lemons. Maybe she doesn't use lemons. Ah, perhaps not. Maybe. Yes? Uh, I don't know. Well, you're almost there, Mortimer. I won't press you, but think about it. There's a good chap. I'm not mad, though, am I? Oh, not at all, not at all. Whatever made you think that? Well, perhaps I am. 
Perhaps you are too. Well, even if we are, that doesn't necessarily make us wrong. Don't forget that. There. My address, Mortimer. It's very odd having one. I'm not sure I like it, but do pop along. And keep thinking. Where is Lady Greyston? Why is she not overseeing preparations for tonight? In the attic, my lord. Pacing. Pacing? Back and forth, back and forth. I see. Pacing. Will she stop? I don't believe so. I would like her to stop. She's locked the door, my lord. Intolerable. She's locked the cats in with her. The silver lining. <laughs> Very well. Let us assume she is ill. Let us pretend very strongly that she is ill. It will have to do. Yes, my lord. Good, good. I shall be in the library. I will not be reading. I am too agitated to read. Very wise, sir. Oh! <laughs> yes? Mr. Mortimer Seedgood. I believe I am, yes. The Lord I Stuart would like a word. Oh, uh, of course. <laughs> she was very polite about it all. Said some awfully nice things about my cartoons. Doctor, are you listening? To every word. What are you doing? Those are my pencils. Oh, don't be upset with me, Mervyn. There's an awful lot of begonias in vases. I'm trying to replicate your accident from yesterday. It hasn't worked, though. Perhaps I'm not just as good an artist. Well... <laughs> but that seems terribly unlikely. Does it really? Oh. I made a new friend today, too. Mine was more scared, though. Didn't say a word about my art. Something strange is happening around here, Mervyn. And I am disturbed to say, I have no idea what. Oh, I was told you wanted to speak with me, not lock me up. Well, we are speaking, aren't we? Tell me the name of your accomplices. I don't understand. You've been seen at the ruins of the Peregrine Manor Lord's Council Chambers and the Old Market Square. I've had them all watched. Did you enjoy seeing the result of your handiwork? I didn't do anything, milady. Then why were you there? I don't know. You don't know? Oh. Were you supposed to be Mr. Seepgood? You're a baker, are you not? Mm -hmm. Why were you not baking? It didn't seem important. I see. What about this man you met? Who was he? He called himself the Doctor. Yes, of course. The other citizen fresh to our dear city. Well, Mortimer, everyone has a name and everything has a place. Unfortunately, your place is here for the time being. No. No! Please, let me out! Please! This, of course, is Lord Staples, who I believe you've already met. Ah, and there's Madame Hanbury. You'll like her, I think. She's quite the litter. 
Hello, hello. Lovely hat. <laughs> Splendid flare. Achoo! Splendid, splendid feathers. My wife has a love for cats, and some of them escape the attic. They are cruel creatures with a vicious disregard for manners. Try not to mind them. Uh, if you'll excuse me, Doctor, Mr. Peak, my lord. Important guest. That's her. That's Valspina. I expected her to be taller. Why? Mm, well, you did make her sound very tall, Mervyn. Are you going to talk to her or not? But of course, why don't you introduce us? <coughs> uh, excuse me, uh, my lady. Hmm. Why, Grayston, you didn't mention you'd have such interesting company. What? Oh, yes. <laughs> lady Honor Valspia, this is... Uh... Mr. Peak, of course. We've met. And you? Must be the doctor. I've been wanting to meet you for a few weeks. A lot of running up and downstairs, too many empty rooms. I, I was beginning to think you didn't exist. Oh, I always avoid the new ones. I like to know what they're about first. Ah, so now you know what we're about. Mervyn, what are we about? Do you know? No, doctor. I thought not. Honor here does, so don't you, Honor? Do you mind if I call you Honor? Not at all. Nobody else does. Good, good. So, what are we about? It's been a while since we've had any new arrivals, and I finally understand why. You've been sent to ask questions, haven't you? I don't need to be sent anywhere to ask questions. <laughs> it comes quite naturally. What questions? All your questions. Ah. It's rather odd, I admit. But I find it charming. I don't. We've spent weeks trying to find anyone who's really noticed anything wrong here. And now two in one day, that, that's very curious. I don't recall saying there was anything wrong. I do have one of those questions, though. Why are you wearing gloves? Excuse me? Well, Lord Grayston was terribly upset about my scarf. I don't, I don't see anyone else here wearing gloves, so I assume it's not the dumb thing either. Yes, well, I didn't want to say. She's the Lord High Steward, after all. Anna, why don't you take off your gloves? It won't make any difference. Then you won't mind doing it. <laughs> yes. Those look very much like gunpowder stains on your fingers. What do they look like to you, Lord Grayson? Why, wouldn't know, dear Venner. And I found gunpowder barrels in the rubble of the Lord's council chamber. Did you really? Yes, I did. You wouldn't happen to see the connection. I suppose. The stains are from a duel, Lord Grayston, that's all. Of course. Now, if you excuse me, it's time for the toast. Make sure you've all got your glasses full. Infuriating, isn't it? Ah, you've noticed that. Honoured guests, please raise your glasses for the first toast of the evening. To her most sagacious and Doctor, gracious Doctor, I do believe the Lord High Steward is making herself scarce. Splendid, Mervyn. Let's follow her, shall we? may she reign. Amen. 
I suppose this is where they're hiding all the good wine. I can't imagine another reason for you to be down here. Uh, questions? Initiative? This is all unprecedented. Most things I do are. Would you mind moving that flame away from the gunpowder? Why? Are you bothered about dying? Of course I am. They're not. That's an awful lot of gunpowder for one person to carry into someone else's home. I labeled it cheese. They didn't bother to check. They never do. That's an awful lot of cheese. Just tell me where she is, and we can all walk away. Where who is? The Queen, of course. I'm afraid we haven't had the pleasure. Oh, not good enough. Try again. Set that fuse alight, and you're dead too. Obviously, so please think hard. Where's the Queen? We don't know. Wrong answer. No, not the fuse. Run, Doctor. We're not going anywhere. Maybe. Oh, yes, you are. Up in smoke. Doctor, Doctor, let me go, Doctor. Please. Tempted. My headache this evening is quite bad. You really don't know where she is? I really don't. It was a bluff? Yes, of course. I see. Nonetheless, would you mind giving me that flint, madam? <laughs> Much good may it do you. Well, aren't you going to threaten me? Well, that's not really my style. Or Mervyn's come to that. Very generous, Doctor. Then perhaps you'd like an explanation. I'd be delighted. Just like that, eh? Why not? Arno's a very reasonable person, I'm sure, when she's not blowing things up. <laughs> Over a drink, then. I'm sure we can find a quiet corner upstairs. After you, madam. Lord Greyston, would you mind calling my guards over? I'm afraid I have to arrest two of your guests. What? Lord Greyston, this woman was about to blow up your house and everyone in it. Was she really? The guards, please, Greyston. Yes, of course. Greyston, she's got a dozen barrels of gunpowder in the cellar. 
Oh dear. I do hope there's room for my new shipment of cheese. Greystone? He doesn't care, Mr. Peake. You could explain in exhaustive detail what I was about to do, and it would make no difference. You can take him down there and show him. He'll merely shrug. That doesn't mean it's not a monstrous thing to do. Oh, how delightful. A conscience. Your guards, my lady. Shall we go, gentlemen? My carriage awaits. I apologize for all the stairs, but our best cells are at the top of the tower. I hope you enjoy fresh air. I still say we should make a run for it. Do you really want to go straight back down all those stairs without stopping for a rest first? I really wanted to escape before we got to this blasted tower. The attention of the powerful can be very unpleasant, Murder, but it's also exactly what we want. I hope you don't mind company. Mortimer, lovely to see you. Doctor. I don't believe you two have met Mortimer. This is Mervyn Peake, Mervyn Mortimer Seepgood. He likes lemon drizzle cake. Pleased to make your acquaintance. Oh, splendid. I do like it when the prisoners get along. Good night, gentlemen. Oh, from the freedom of the city to a cell in a tower, our situation is much improved. It is when you want to speak to who's in charge. Always get yourself thrown in the tower, Mervyn. You do recall which century I'm from, Doctor? Oh, one of the best, Mervyn, one of the best. Now, Mortimer, how have they been treating you? Well enough. Most of them just bored. I was getting rather worried I'd imagined you. Me? Imaginary? Nonsense. Now, this isn't the first tower I've been locked up in, yeah? I'm shocked, Doctor. I thought you might be. My advice is to get a good night's sleep and hope they have eggs and bacon for breakfast. If you don't mind, I'd like to try and escape. Indeed. She'd started making unsavory threats last time she questioned me. Well, don't let me stop you. I advise looking for a secret door. Very common in towers like these. If you do escape, I'd appreciate it if you left me a note. Good night. I hadn't expected to see you again so soon, my lady. And certainly not coming from the cellar. Mm, just checking on your cheese. Tell me, how was the party after I left? It was marvellous. A great success by all accounts. Nothing out of place? Out of place, my lady? Did anything unusual happen? Unusual? Did anyone else arrive? Was anyone concerned about what was in the cellar? No. Should there have been? I'm sure I double-checked the guest list. I'm sure you did your best. I really am sorry about this, Grayston. No, I'm not.
Ah, Irvin, have you escaped? No, not yet, but we're very close. It's extraordinary. Have you done something terribly clever, Mervyn? I believe I have. Mr. Peak is a sorcerer. Are you? Certainly not, but I hope not. But I do like to keep paper and pencil to hand, even if one is going to a social gathering. You mean... Ah, that's why there's such a draft. You drew a whacking great hole in the wall of our cell. <laughs> I did. Ah. It took quite a few attempts. There's some knack to it I don't understand. Well, what are we waiting for? Nothing like a hole in a wall to upset an autocrat. <laughs> Allons-y. Find out if there are any other citizens intent on having some manner of large social gathering. And then find out what they like to keep in their cellar. Yes, I know. Gentlemen, you're out of your cell? I thought this was the way to the dining hall. Breakfast, you know. Most important meal of the day. I am rather peckish, now you mention it. Turn around, please, and back you go. Oh. I don't intend to hold a conversation on this blasted stairway. Oh. Oh. Do you know how many escapes there have been since I arrived here? None. That's very impressive. Not really. You three are the first prisoners I've ever had. Ah, a 100% breakout rate there. Very poor. Since we've had no prisoners, we've also had no trials and no executions. Sentenced someone to death and all they'd ask was what time they should turn up at the block. Mm, indeed they would, but you three wouldn't. Inside the cell, if you would, please. Mortimer, you stay here. Why do I get the feeling you're going to start making some rather ugly threats? No, I prefer to think of them as blunt. If I'm not happy, I will have you executed, one by one, while the others watch. You, madam, are a tyrant. Am I? How many innocent people have you killed? And for what? Now you threaten our lives when we've committed no crime when we've not even had the facade of a trial. I've seen your kind before, madam. You disgust me. Well said, Mervind. You know nothing about me. There are a great many things I am afraid of, but you are not one of them. Make your threats. Add to your pyre of meaningless deaths. Oh, such magnificent control of language. They were not meaningless. You speak with such conviction and ignorance, sir. Those people did not even care whether they lived or died. Well, that hardly makes it less monstrous, does it? Precisely. You, madam, are a broken creature. And what are you to judge me? I could burn the whole city to the ground, and not one of them would give a fig. We would. Exactly. Can't you see? Of course you can't. But look at the care she's taken with you, all of you. Yes, yes, of course, of course, exquisite care. Who are we talking about? Well, isn't it obvious, Mervyn? The Queen. Yes, the illustrious and absent Alexandrina, 77th of her name. Mortimer, how long has she been missing for? Yes, Mortimer, how long has that cursed woman been missing for? 
I'm not sure. I mean, she's always been missing, hasn't she? You see my problem? Perhaps she's dead. Perhaps she's left the city. I suppose that's a step up from she's always been missing. But it's no more helpful. No matter how much of this ghastly place I destroy, it's the same. So you think if we keep up the Guy Fawkes routine, she'll eventually pop out and ask you to stop, hmm? Seems a little tenuous. There's not much else I can do. And it does provide a certain amount of satisfaction. Ah, sickening. But after all these years, here are three remarkable creations. You're, you're practically sentient. Practically? Not now, Mervyn, not now. But she doesn't think we're real. I know, I know. Liberating, isn't it? Do take a moment to enjoy the view, Mortimer. Personally, I don't like heights, but it is very pretty. I suppose so. <laughs> Guards, throw him out the window. What? No, let me go! I haven't done anything! No, you can't. Stop this, you monster! Uh, no! No! Ah! <laughs> You think that sadistic brutality will get you what you want, hmm? Perhaps. You're no use to me if you don't give me answers. But you might attract notice if you're dead. Uh, guards, bring out Mr. P. Stop! All right, all right! You'll have your answer. I know where your queen is. Excellent. Here we are. The palace. This is absurd. I don't mean to doubt you, Doctor, but isn't this a little obvious? Do you know what I've noticed about this city, Mervyn? A place for everything and everything in its place. And when that doesn't happen, nobody cares to notice. Your point being... It's a very big palace. And the palace has been searched multiple times. Your guards aren't the most imaginative of people, are they? Have they searched the secret doors and the priest holes, the escape tunnels and the rooftops? I searched it too. And you don't seem the most imaginative person either. Did you try your little gunpowder plot here? Several times. I had to roll in the barrels myself. It took months. No deliveries needed to an empty palace, you see. And? It didn't work. It's recreated each time. Well, what does that tell you? That she likes this preposterous building. And that she might still be here. Are the guards really necessary? Yes. Honor, it's almost as if you don't trust us. If this palace has been rebuilt, why is it such a mess? I didn't say it was rebuilt. I said it was recreated. This mess is, I assume, an exercise in self-pity. I've got the oddest feeling we're trespassing. Interesting. Hmm. Ah, always check the candlesticks, Mervyn. Always. How did you know there was a door there? Oh, when you've lurked and spied in as many palaces as I have, Mervyn, it's not so difficult. And there was a draft. Let's take a look at the other side. 
Ah, a portrait gallery. They're rather good. <laughs> Who are they? Surely you must recognize some of them. Yes, I do believe we've met one or two. This one's badly damaged, but uh, I think it's Lord Greystone. Interesting. Honor, do you know where the throne room is? Of course. Oh, do let's go and have a peep. Monarchs love a good secret door near the throne. Yes. Oh, who would want a diamond-encrusted throne? Sounds terribly uncomfortable. Take a seat. Find out for yourself. Oh, oh, oh not on your nearly honor. I shall pass. It's a vile thing. I wouldn't have expected to find sketches decorating a throne room. More old drawings, paper curling with age, yellowing with neglect. She's forgotten them. Mm, from the sound of it, you are not too fond of this queen of yours. Not particularly, no. So it seems a trifle odd you're so concerned with finding her. Hmm? I suspect I'm searching for the same reason you are. Oh. What do you think, Mervyn? Would you live here? <laughs> I'd rather not. Yes, it's all very sepia, isn't it? Tastelessly ornate. A waste of time and resources. Well, it is a palace. Let's not judge it too harshly. Still, it's got all the personality of bad memory, musty, dusty, and fusty creepers to the royal family. Yes, I don't like it at all. Candlesticks, then? What? Oh, yes, yes. Take a look around the throne and see if you can find something to poke or prod. Mm-hmm. Ah, got it. There's a little button right under the armrest. Excellent work, Mervyn. Ah. Oh. Ah. Interesting. Uh, doctor, I think Val's peers closed the door. I don't see a mechanism for opening it on this side. She's locked us in. Ah. Oh, well, never mind. Let's see where this leads, shall we? Come on. Guards, tear down these pictures, all of them. Frames, all the drawings, everything you can find. Oh, that's it. Stack them up, nice and high. I think I might be claustrophobic. Some of these passages are rather snug, aren't they? Still, almost there. Please tell me that's a door and not a dead end. It's a door, Mervyn. Shall I knock, or will you? Uh, uh, yes. It's only polite, after all, eh? Come in. Guests? I didn't expect any guests. I never expect any guests. Are you sure you're meant to be here? I'm never sure I'm meant to be anywhere, Your Majesty, I take it. I should really have someone to announce me to you. But yes, I am Queen Alexandrina, 77th of my line. Who are you? 
I am the doctor, and this is Mervyn Peake. Your Majesty. I don't recognize your faces. Well, I've had a few faces in my time. And I never drew anyone who could come in here. Well, I'm always willing to sit for a portrait. If you don't mind me saying, you, you do seem to sketch an awful lot. I do, from dusk till dawn. Well, they're awfully good. Are they? I think so. Don't you think so, Mervyn? Uh, oh, uh, yes. Yes, of course. Mm. Well, that's very kind. Would you care to see what I'm working on now? Oh, we'd be delighted. Ah. <laughs> I worry about the architecture. So many buildings keep falling down. But it is a pretty tower, isn't it? And it's so much easier than people. <laughs> yes. Not nearly so satisfying as an explosion, but good enough. Well, lady, it's dangerous to stay. We've no way to control the fire. <laughs> Patience. Let's wait until we're sure it's out of control. Yes? Doctor? Mm hmm? Take a look at this. Oh, poor Mortimer. I hate to see him in that state. I always tried so hard to make him content, but he'd never have it. You mean he asked questions? It should have made me very cross with him, but I never was. He was special. I think I drew him better than anyone else. Did you like him? Oh, I always like a man who can share my tea and drizzled cake. And my city. Do you like my city? I was under the impression that the Lord High Steward ruled the city. I'm the one who built it. All the buildings and the people and the cakes. I spent weeks working on the cakes. A fine job you did too. But you're not in charge of the city. I tried a few times, but everyone would always get so excited, then very angry. I didn't like it at all, so I tried hiding. It seems to have worked out rather better. Tell me, ma'am, when was the last time you poked your head outside this palace and, say, took a walk, had a natter with a chap caught up with the news? Hmm? I don't need to. My drawings tell me everything I need to know. Ah. Did they tell you about us? Well, how could they? I didn't draw you. I think there's someone else here you didn't draw. Mervyn, would you be a helpful chap and draw a chair? Ah, uh, yes, yes, of course. <laughs> Please don't touch the ancient artifacts of my noble home. If you'll indulge me just for a few moments, Your Majesty, I'd be most grateful. Ah. That's a very nice chair, don't you think? Good work, Mervyn. Thank you. Why don't you have a seat, Majesty? You are not a member of my family, Mr. Peake. You shouldn't be able to do that. You do not know the rituals. You have not been through the proper ceremonies. Well, perhaps not, but he did wear your crown for a moment or two back in that lab. <laughs> it gave him rather a nasty shock. That's sacrilege! I do apologize. Oh, yes. This is some really very clever interdimensional engineering. And very elegant, too. Uh, uh, Doctor, would you mind explaining in a way I might comprehend? Well, certainly, Mervyn. That crown, the crown in that lab, was a sort of teaching device. And I must have activated it. It recognized you as a new user and brought us here. More defilement! Mervyn! When is a pencil not a pencil? 
haven't the foggiest. When it's a tool to navigate the mathematics needed to rearrange matter in a pocket universe. What on earth does that mean? That's right, isn't it, your royal majesty? You sketched this city into existence. No, of course it is. Is that possible? Mervyn, after everything you've seen in the past few weeks, do you really need to ask that question? But th that's extraordinary and rather terrifying. Whoa. Uh, th th that doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't. Gentlemen, thank you for your assistance. I believe I can take it from here. Yes, my lady, but... Uh, uh, don't worry about me. Not today. What have you done? Why is my city shaking? Doctor, do you smell smoke? You're burning things. In here! They're not. I am. I don't know you either. How many people are wandering around in here? I won't have it! You haven't aged a day, Your Majesty. Why are you setting fire to my work? Don't you know what'll happen? I think she has a very good idea of what will happen. Don't you, Valspier? Valspier? Why is that name familiar? Valspier the traitor? Valspier the executioner? Valspier the one who came and dragged you from your diamond throne to throw you in your own dungeons? Yes, I remember. You got old. Do you even know how long you've been hiding in here? I never really got the hang of relativity. Too much else to do. After you escaped, everyone else eventually gave up looking for you. But I never did. The revolution deserves your head on a spike. That's rather harsh. She let her people starve. I didn't mean to. They were always so unhappy, so bored. And then they would start doing terrible things. No! My drawings! My drawing! My world! Your family kept this technology hidden away, wasting it! Your Majesty, if you wouldn't mind telling us the way out. I need paper! <laughs> Dying beneath the rubble of her own palace is better than she deserves, but it's good enough. Are you all right? I could breathe, just about. My fingers, though. My poor fingers! Doctor, I... I think I've done it. What do you think? Oh, wow, Mervyn now. Oh, oh, that's a door, yeah. I know. I drew it. I'm not sure where it goes, but it's got to be better than here. Well done, Mervyn. Come on, Your Majesty. Mr. Peake, I really don't approve of you touching the royal artifacts. Oh. One, two, off you go. What about you, Valsbier? What a risk. Or shall we say goodbye now? I've not got much choice, have I? Mervyn, I have a confession to make. I have never properly appreciated your artistic abilities. Ah. Home, how lovely. Your Majesty does recall that she was deposed and sentenced to death. We're not going to let that happen. Are you not? Your loyalty will be remembered, Mr. Peake. First things first. 
We must shut down that gateway. It's blocking my TARDIS. Any ideas, Your Majesty? Well, the rituals don't say anything about that. Rituals? You mean, you don't understand how this works? It is a sacred relic under the protection of the royal family. And it is no less sacred because the rituals are unintelligible. It's an unintelligible sacred relic that's going to release a nasty amount of electrical energy in here. Can you open the door, Your Majesty? <laughs> of course. It can only be opened by the royal seal, which I... Open it! You're most impertinent. Your Majesty, please. Yes, yes, don't rush me. Guards! Guards! Will that door be enough? Oh, I should think so. They've changed the carpet! You... you know where we are? Of course. This is my palace. Isn't it splendid? Absolutely splendid. Doctor, shouldn't we return to your ship before the guards arrive? I wouldn't worry. Guards can be terribly reasonable people once you get to know them. How about that painting, Your Majesty? One of your ancestors, I take it? Hmm? She has the look, but I don't know her at all. There they are, intruders in the heart of the palace. I demand that you arrest them at once. Demand? In my palace, I think not. Uh, what the young lady means to say is that uh, we, we think you have an excellent tailor. Doctor? Uh, oh, 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 that's a marvellous emblem you have stitched into the uniform. It, it looks... Um, Rather familiar. Sir, this is a private wing of the palace. I'd like you to explain your presence. Oh, questions can wait. Take them to the dungeons. Oh, don't be so hasty. We were we were simply following Honor here. She she looks rather familiar to us. What nonsense is this? I'm not sure. Honor, perhaps you'd know better, but during the revolution... During the revolution? I'd have you strung up by now. Are you blind, man? That woman is Queen Alexandrina. Arrest her! No, she's not. Queen Alexandrina, 78th of her gracious name, is seeing petitioners at this very moment. 78th? Impossible! You do look familiar, madam. Aged well, have you? That's supposed to mean? I was there when the palace was stalled, before the noble royal house was able to overthrow the vile rabble. <gasps> rabble? Overthrown? Honor Valspierre, the traitor, the executioner, haha, <laughs> arrest her! Oh, that woman is Queen Alexandrina, the 77th, convicted in absentia for crimes against the people! Are you? <laughs> Oh, don't... Oh, don't be absurd. How old would she be now, huh? 50? 60? 37, I believe, sir. Exactly. Ancient. Come on, Mervyn, let's go. You two, um... Niece. Um, dear beloved niece. Excellent. Keep walking, don't look back. Does this usually work? Usually? No. <laughs> More often than it should? Oh, yes. You're sure no one is following us? 
Oh, Mervyn, I'm never sure of anything, but no, I am certain we are not being followed. I can't believe someone stole my throne. Again. A crown just doesn't suit some people. I always thought I looked rather pretty in it. Alex, um, may I call you Alex? Oh, if you must. Alex, I very much hope you aren't going to try anything very silly. Such as? Such as trying to usurp the Queen. I am the Queen. Is that what you really want? I mean, you did hide from all of this for a decade or two. I was trying to get better at it. People were always so unhappy, and my family have always used the ancient and sacred relics of our family to teach us how to rule better. Well, that's all very well, but you didn't rehearse revolutions, and you've already lost one of those. But if I'm not queen, then what am I? What do I do? If I might make a suggestion, your, um, uh, Alex, uh, you do have quite an artistic talent. I do. Very much so. Uh, don't you agree, Doctor? Absolutely. And you know what the world needs, eh? The world needs more artists. I did like the sketching, and I didn't get to draw at all when I was Queen. There's nothing so pleasant as an afternoon by a wild sea trying to capture some fantastic image of the imagination. Well, at least hold off on the attempted revolution until you've given it a shot. <laughs> that does sound sensible. I really didn't enjoy the last revolution. And if the art doesn't work out for you, Majesty, I would suggest bakery. I mean, you do make the most exquisite cakes. I did, didn't I? I'm so glad you noticed. Excellent scones, too. Very well. I will accept these new and heavy duties. I will serve my people for all my days and to the best of my abilities as artist and baker. Oh, artist and baker. Noble callings, Your Majesty. Yes, quite. Now, Alex, would you mind lending us that royal seal? Mervyn and I left something very important in your laboratory. We returned home, and that was that. I never saw the fellow again. I wouldn't have mentioned it at all, but I thought, after what happened last week, you'd understand. The most unbelievable part of that story was that the fellow liked Tom Bombadil. Nobody likes poor Tom. You know, now you mention it, there was some ludicrous fellow with a very long scarf who I caught in my office once scribbling down suggestions. Oh. The cheek of it. Yes, that sounds about right. Ah, <laughs> gentlemen. Oh, no. I thought I'd find you here. John, yes. when I say run, run, Ooh. run!
have been listening to Doctor Who, The Fourth Doctor Adventures, The Nine, Peak Season, by Lisbeth Miles. The Doctor was played by Tom Baker, Mervyn Peake, David Holt, Lady Honor Valspier, Jules de Jong, Lord Arthur Greyston, John, and Guard, David Stern, Mortimer Seepgood, Clark, and Office, Mark Silk, Queen Alexandrina, and Servant, Ava Merson O'Brien. Other roles played by members of the cast. Director Jamie Anderson. Producer David Richardson. Sound design and music Jamie Robertson. Script editor John Dorney. Executive producers Nicholas Briggs and Jason Hay Gallery. Hello, I'm David Holt and I'm playing Mervyn Peake, no less. I am Jules DeYoung playing Valspierre. She's a wicked woman. <laughs> I've seen your kind before, madam. You disgust me. Well said, Mervyn. You know nothing about me. There are a great many things I am afraid of, but you are not one of them. Mervyn Peake was an author and an illustrator of extraordinary renown and a great cult following and exceptional talent. I have never really read much of his work, but I have done some study for, in preparation for playing him in this uh, drama, and um, uh, he had the most extraordinary life, uh, quite a brief life. Um, he died at the age of 57, but what he left behind was this um, extraordinary body of these fantastical books, Gormenghast and... Uh, the, all these other titles that he did, not that many of them, to be honest, but what he combined with them with these extraordinary drawings, his, his imagination and skill uh, at creating these fantastical characters and figures and worlds, he was sig a significant artist in his own right, as well as an author. Tom Baker playing Doctor Who. Mervyn Peake! Oh, I'm a big admirer, you know. I've read all your books back to front. And front to back. Yes. How, how did you know? I'm always a bit wary, you know, when I'm with writers. I have this kind of um, irrational regard for, for with my kind of lack of education in the past. I'm, I'm a bit self-conscious when I'm uh, and perhaps too over-respectful to writers. I can't help it. Yes, that's the way I am. It's because I've never really written anything myself. I mean, not in, in an artistic way. I've written scraps of autobiography here and there, but nothing else. I think I've got to say, because I've read everything that he wrote, although I've forgotten a great deal of course, is Dickens, I think. I, I, I love Dickens' grotesque humour. Um, and his grotesque characters. I've read all of Dickens, yes. Playing the villain is always good fun. <laughs> you know, you get to say and do things you never can do in real life, and, and she is well over the top, fits beautifully in this crazy land. I think that she was justified <laughs> in burning the whole place down. Yes, with yeah. it, and she's got a very evil laugh, I can tell yeah. you that. <laughs> yes, she does. Yes, she does. That just, that's my own laugh. 
Hello, I'm Mark Silk. I play the role of Mortimer. He's a, a frightened, confused, and lonely citizen. And you'll also hear me playing a, a clerk and an officer in, in the uh, lovely performance too. My name is Arva Merson O'Brien, and I play Queen Alexandrina, and I also play a servant for one of the scenes. There's a fantastic little moment, a, a lovely, sweet little moment where Mortimer and the Doctor share uh, this, this moment being thoughtful over lemon drizzle cake. It's it's a, you know, this mundane theme, this mundane conversation, but it's made so lovely and just you know, he's somebody that you just want to spend time with. You know, same with the Doctor; those moments I really enjoyed playing. What I loved especially about Queen Alexandrina, she's sort of a petulant child, so she's sort of you know teens, early twenties. But myself as a nineteen-year-old can't really imagine acting quite like this. I don't. <laughs> I think I'd probably be disowned if I did. But I think that's what's really fun because. She is, you know, on paper queen, essentially, but I mean, just a complete and utter toddler and, and child. And I think she has, even in serious moments, you know, when sort of her work's being destroyed, she still has time to sort of be rude uh, to everybody in the scene, to be honest, which I think is rather hilarious. I have a family. Mm, well, I have a time machine. Which you've lost. I rather think we're the lost ones. I've read all of Mervyn Peake's um novels and a good deal of his poetry but uh, I was a great great fan of his some years ago I love it I love it especially Gormenghast and it was a very successful uh, television series wasn't it a lovely lovely uh, exotic writer and very funny too it's, it's sometimes overlooked that he's actually very very funny it, but he was hugely successful for a while on television I think with two of his stories, two of his novels, I mean, he wrote four novels, I think. Yeah, the the works of Mervyn Peake were, uh, were new to me, and, and I think that's one thing that was a part of the pleasure of, of being part of it, too, because the whole thing's a voyage of discovery. So, you know, having that is... Uh, I was going on as much of a, an enjoyable ride as the audience were. Prior to this, I think I was somewhat ignorant, maybe, to Mervyn Peake in some respects. Obviously, he's a, a true actor does, sort of reads up on everybody and everything that's ever written and I have to say it sort of opened my eyes to a whole new world I guess you could say um, maybe when you, you find something that you didn't really know about before you sort of educate yourself in many respects so it was definitely an eye opener I think, I think I've still got a lot to learn to be honest A whole new world of creative bonkersness Yes, exa <laughs> well exactly that's exactly true 